Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. today's show. Oh my goodness. I'm going to bring on my co-host, Mr. Jay Logan. Hello, Jay. How are you? I am doing wonderful. Um, Everything is wonderful and it's a great show today. I'm so excited. I am too. We're going to be talking about some very, very important things. So, Jay is going to give you the news a little bit while I'm away. We're going to bring on our guests, but let us tell you who our guests are. We have Queen Afua. Again, that's Queen Afua, A-F-U-A, world-renowned healer, world-renowned speaker, author, and nutritionist. We have Neha Jane from both India and the United States. She's a Ph.D. and an art of living teacher for meditation and breath work. We then have Mr. Vitulis, who is a music industry executive from one of the biggest companies we know music for around the world. We, just, we have to keep him as our secret guest. And then we also will have uh, Vinugopal Damarajan from India, who I will be dialing in shortly. So we have our guest on hold. I ask our guest to just be with us for about four minutes while Mr. Logan, uh, Jay Logan, gives us the news. This, this show will be about health and well-being for innovators, artists, athletes, creative professionals. And this is something that really applies to everyone. But since this show has a focal point in that area, this is what we'll be sharing with you today. So just hold on while Mr. Logan takes you to the news. Go right ahead, Jay. Oh, yeah, this is very interesting, Gail. Um, I don't know if we should go back to candles or um, maybe 
fireplaces or lamps, uh, candle lamps. But this is from the NIH, National Institution of Environmental Health Science. Okay, check this out, guys. So I'm wondering, it says sleeping with a television or a light on in the room may be a risk factor for gaining weight. Wow. Um, Or developing obesity. According to scientists at the National Institution of Health, the research, which was published online this month, now this month, June 10th, in JAMA Internal Medicine, is the first to find an association between any exposure to, get this, guys, artificial lights at night while sleeping and weight gain in women and men. The results suggest that cutting off lights at bedtime could reduce women or men's chances of becoming obese. So basically they're saying, you know, you could save you know, your electric bill and you can probably not gain any weight hmm, um, if you turn your television off, if you turn off your light or your lamp. And um, I don't know if we should go back to, like, candles or, you know, fire sticks or um, – and I'm being a little bit quite funny here, but I'm just wondering, I guess artificial light is not the way um, artificial. Maybe maybe like artificial foods and preservatives. Anything artificial can be um, a danger to your um, to your health, uh, to your weight. So I'm wondering your body is a, uh, a sponge and get this, you know, we know that your skin is your biggest organ. So whatever it absorbs, whether it's chlorine in the water, whether it's this artificial light, um, uh, if you're drinking internal water that the, has been chlorinized with water, because we know that's how we keep our water um, bacteria free. We are living with this health thing where we take showers in this water, we drink this water, tap water. Um, we have artificial light, as this is saying, um, artificial light is bad for you. Um, I guess uh, we got to just get back to the basics. Maybe we should get back, uh, Gail, maybe we should get back to um, using candles because right now a light bulb seems to uh, make you gain weight. And um, I'm just really shocked about this. Now, I don't know if it's true. I've been sleeping with my light on for years. It seems like I can't gain a pound. Um, I don't know if it's true or not. Or maybe they just just don't want you to buy the light bulbs or something. I don't know what the the deal is with the science news here from the NIH. But apparently, uh, like it says, um, sleeping with this artificial light, it's a bad thing, and um, by using artificial light and bad eating habits, I guess it all uh, it all uh, develops uh, bad habits as far as um, gaining the risk of gaining weight, and that's pretty much the uh, most part of it. Um, I don't know if uh, a black light or any of the other lights or any other type of artificial light will do the same thing. Um, maybe, I mean, with video games. Uh, I wonder if just being around artificial light, period, because we apparently we're going to have to use light at some point. Um, but we know that in the ancient days, they didn't have light bulbs and artificial light. They actually used fire and candles and things that didn't do this. So it's amazing how technology would, um, would change uh, how our body re- re- reacts to artificial uh, artificial light and things like that. So that's the news for today. Um, 
keep those lights off at night, turn that television off, and uh, don't gain any weight to all the people that are gaining weight watching TV and uh, sleeping with the light on. I'm really excited about our show today, Um, and we're going to be talking about a lot of different other topics, Uh, how to stay healthy, how to kind of work through your day and keep energy, you know, because energy is very important um, for everyone throughout the day because we all have all these tasks with this new technology and the new things we do. Uh, It just takes a lot of energy to keep going, you know. So I'm looking forward to talking to these Hi, guests Jay. on our show. Um, Jay, I'm sorry to interrupt, and we have Neha and we have Alex. We just ask you to bear with us uh, for one moment as we bring Queen Afua on and also Venu from India. We thank you so much. Um, and, Jay, if you would uh, just give the rest of the news, that would be great. Thank you. Well, like I said earlier, Gail, um, the main topic of the news here was dealing with the artificial light and um, at night. Um, and I'm not sure if that's at day. That's um, that's the, the main topic here. So I would like, you know, I wish that I can get some more research here that it says um, the research team, they use a questionnaire, data from 43,722 women in a sister study at cohort study that examines the risk factor for breast cancer and other disease. The participants aged from 35 to 74 years old, had no history of cancer or cardiovascular disease, and were not shift workers, daytime sleepers, or pregnant when the study began. The study questionnaire asked whether the women slept with no light, a small night lamp, a light outside the room, or a light or a television in, on in the room. The scientists used weight, height, waist, and hip circumference, and body mass, index measurements taking at the baseline, as well as self-reported information on weight at the baseline, and, um, and follow-up five years later. Using this information, the scientists were able to study obesity and weight gain in women exposed to artificial light at night with women who reported sleeping in dark rooms. The results vary with the levels of artificial light at the night exposure. For example, using a small night light was not associated with weight gain, whereas women who slept with a Hi, light Jay. television light. Jay, good afternoon. Yes. Hi. We're, we're sorry to interrupt. We are now, we have Queen of Foy. We seem to be having a problem with Venu, so we'll go back to him shortly. But right now we're going to bring on all the guests. We'd like to introduce uh, Miss Queen of Fua. We are going to bring on our secret music executive, Mr. Vitulis. Thank you for being with us today. And then we are now also uh, going to bring on Miss Neha Jain. So Neha Jain, Mr. Alex Vitulis, and Miss Queen Afua, would you please meet each other? Um, uh, Good morning. It's a pleasure. Hello. It's a pleasure being here with you uh, and Neha, uh, meet Queen Afua, and uh, Alex Fatulis, would you also meet Queen Afua? Uh, Alex, are Hello. you there? 
Good morning. How are you doing? Or afternoon, depending on where you are in the world. <laughs> okay, so we're having a little breakdown, so we will go with who we have on the call right now. Um, so we will bring uh, Alex back in uh, shortly. Uh, one second. Okay. Uh, for some reason, he says he can't. Uh, we'll, we'll have to bring him back in shortly. So as both of you know, this show is uh, Please Meet also co-host Jay Logan, which you both have met before, I believe, previously. Queen of Four, you've met Mr. Logan before when you've been on the show. So th- thank you for uh, being here with us again. You know, one of the things that we're looking at today is where life is basically for everyone from a holistic point of view, from the food point of view, from our environment, you know, from our, our, you know, just in every sense of the word, what we are dealing with today in general. And, you know, as a guest, we want you to get as much out of this show for yourselves because you give so much already as much as we give to one another. Uh, So uh, without saying much more, Neha Jane, uh, Queen of Fua, is a PhD, and she's also an art of living teacher uh, from India that has uh, been in, in existence for over 40 years in 130 countries or more. Uh, she's a meditation teacher and a breath teacher. Neha Jane, you are talking with Queen of Fua, who is a nutritionist, a healer, a speaker, and an author for over I think over 50 years, if I'm not mistaken. And she has worked with every segment of society from the heads of country, heads of state, to the music artists, to the everyday person, as you have, Neha, in different ways. So we're going to get right into this show with both of you. Um, One of the things that we know here is that, you know, our sports professionals are facing health challenges these days. Uh, and and arts professionals, creative professionals, Neha and Queen of Four, with performing and stretching themselves between family and work. Our innovations are creating new scientific breakthroughs, but but the scientists are affecting their own health and well-being in the process by long work hours. We want to start from the heart of things. In your opinion, we'd like to ask both you, Neha, and Queen of Four, what do you think is missing from the food intake the mental clarity, and we ask that each of you be brief so that we move from there to give each person a chance to speak. But, Queen of Four, we'd like to start with you. Everyone is stretching themselves in this, these industries, especially music artists being on stage and not on stage, you know, to the person at work who are new innovators trying to find solutions to our global issues, to athletes overdoing it themselves. What do you feel is missing from the food intake and, and mental clarity, uh, Queen of Four? Well, this is a fast food generation, so and everyone is moving at a very high-intensity, fast pace. And they're moving at a pace and, and eating foods that really are not real food. Real food nourishes, real food detoxifies. And what we're taking now is food that is indigestible, for human consumption. We must move back into a plant-based lifestyle from whatever the level is, whether you're 
uh, a leader or a leader of your home um, or a leader of a country, if you don't eat quality food, your your longevity will be challenged. Your state of mental health, your endurance, your ability to um, resolve and to uh, uh, to help others will be very short lived. People are very young now, having fibroid tumors and having hysterectomies. As young women, uh, many of our men are they passed away in their forties and fifties from a stroke, a heart attack, and so this is all food related. We are what we eat. We have to go back to plant based. We have to go back to food from the garden, and it's been simplified life. So the fast food, the junk food, the GMO, the um, fried foods, the microwave, all those are dead substances that we're putting in our systems and and calling it fuel, and it's not fuel. So then the um, the people are stressed and the medical establishment is stressed because they cannot handle the onslaught of disease. Wow. So that's, and so I offer uh, teachings, lifestyle teachings, using food as medicine, using water as medicine, using Breath, air as medicine. So I co-sign with um the host that also I mean my my the healer that's here with us. Um, movement as medicine. I also am a yoga teacher, and so all the forms of medicine, earth, clay as a form of medicine, using the elements to combat the issues. And there's something that Dr. Benjamin said in her quote. Um, she was the Surgeon General for uh, President Obama in his first run. She said, healing is not only done in uh, hospitals and clinics. Healing is also done in homes. And I, that's where I want to base the work from, the home as a, a vehicle and a place for healing. And each room is dedicated to different aspects of healing. And who is going to be the one to sit, be in charge of the wellness in your home? And it's primarily the woman. She is the caretaker of the wellness in the home. So if she learns, and I teach it through the Sacred Woman book, um, uh, put out the Random House, I teach it through the Overcoming book, how to get women up to speed so they have the wellness themselves and they have the tools to help their family using food as medicine. Well, thank you so much, Queen of Words. We're going to come right back to you shortly. Neha, I know that you do a lot of work. You've been doing it for a very long time in both meditation and breath work. Would you speak to this, that what, you, what do you think is missing from the food intake, mental clarity, you know, with how people are dealing with their lives, especially people who are in the innovation sector, people who are in sports or the creative industries where they're always on the go. Can you give us your your thoughts on it? Yeah, sure. Love to. Um, I fully agree with the previous recommendation. I think a light plant-based diet is crucial for keeping the body healthy. And I also want to touch briefly upon uh, the mental clarity part that you touched on, Gail. Food is really important, uh, but food is not just what we eat. Food is also what we see. Food is also what we hear and what we smell. All the five senses, whatever they take, is food for those senses. I think the most important thing that would help people in any sector is having some time to themselves. This is the age of information, and we are constantly plugged in. 
through internet, through Snapchat, through Facebook, through Twitter, email, texting. We're constantly on the go. And due to that, the mind is tired. You can eat the healthiest of food, but if you're constantly plugged in, constantly receiving alerts, then your, your brain is just tired all the time. You're again making yourself susceptible to disease. So I think what's really important along with eating healthy food is also developing some healthy habits. Breathing, meditation are great tools. Uh, I personally would highly recommend the happiness program through Art of Living Workshop. I have been teaching it for almost 12 years now, and I've seen tremendous changes in all the students that take the class. Uh, mental clarity, uh, focus, improved health, increased immunity are just some of the benefits that I've heard repeatedly by participants who go through this workshop. Um, so I would like to say that uh, even if you are really busy, everybody is these days. Everybody has a lot of things going on. But just taking 10 minutes, taking 20 minutes out of your schedule and dedicating the time just for yourself, just sit. If you have the capacity to learn meditation from a teacher, that's the best thing. I know there's a lot of apps available to do all of these things, but if you think about it, just for developing a good body, a good muscle, you need a trainer. So if you're handling something so esoteric as the mind, how can you not rely on a personal teacher and go the route of apps? So I would say if you have the capacity to find a meditation teacher in your area, definitely do that. If that is something that is not available, at least spend some time in quiet meditation focus on your breath, and come back to your center. I think that can do wonders for everybody. Well, I know that Jay has a question for both of you. Jay, would you please uh, uh, share your question? Sure. Um, how is everybody doing? This is great that you guys are on the yeah. panel here. Um, <laughs> I want to say, like, as Gail and I float between art and business, we, too, we find ourselves in a place where our health and well-being are at stake. So people are always on the go. So the question is, how do you or we balance this when we have to manage what we're doing in these spaces? And that so, one can take that. I just want to say that time management is something that is very helpful Everybody is busy these days. Everybody has multiple jobs, multiple responsibilities. But if you make that commitment, like we don't get out of the house before brushing our teeth or before taking a shower. It's just a discipline that we have imposed on ourselves that I'm not going to leave home without brushing my teeth. Similarly, as the way we look at our dental health, that's the way we should also look at our mental health. And it's very important to commit at least 15, 20 minutes each day and breathe or meditate. And I'll say this, you feel like you're giving 20 minutes up, but those 20 minutes are going to add so much more value to the rest of your day. If you think 20 minutes of meditation can make you more productive, more clear, more creative, more happy, more joyful, don't you think it's reasonable to spend those 20 minutes in breathing or meditation? That's the question I ask people. Mm. Queen of Four, I would really love for you to weigh in on that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I agree with exactly what has been shared. Also having checkpoints. Like I am working at my desk, and I'm here eight to nine hours. So I have my checkpoints. So I, right before me, 
I have a candle that helps me stay focused and clear. I have a little bit of sage that I burn or frankincense and myrrh that I'll burn throughout the day. But also I start my day, I have my um, six ounces of water and my lime water right there with me, a bowl of, I actually set myself up. Sometimes we set ourselves up, we're going to go take a trip, we put it, we pack everything. Well, I pack myself for the day. So at lunchtime, you have your salad. Everyone should have at least a salad, um, a 50-cent meal at lunch. You may have a, a vegetable soup or vegetable broth. So you set up your meal. Um, you can go and get a green juice. By nourishing yourself throughout the day, get a, I'm, I'm always in green food, green juice, my green life nutritional formula. Your mind will always be charging. Your emotions will be fed. We'll be starving ourselves. Many times you go to work, we hit the ground, and we don't eat all day. And then we crash by the afternoon, and we get home, and we're short patient with our family. So if you are nursing yourself like a newborn baby, I just helped to bring a baby into the world three weeks ago. And the, and the baby is fine as long as the baby is being nourished and being held. And that's what we're doing for ourselves by even being here together this right now. It's a way of saying taking time out throughout your day to have a wellness moment. And if you do that throughout the day, then there won't be all of a sudden you break down or all of a sudden you're in an emergency ward. All of a sudden now you're depressed because your brain hasn't been fed and you grab the, a, a bar, you know, uh, that has sugar in it and it's eating away at your nervous system. So just to organize your meals and to organize your water inflow while, in, while you're working, while you're functioning so that you have spiritual, emotional armor to be able to sustain at the high level that people are moving at. Oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. And I have a question. Yeah, this is really – but uh, <laughs> I, I know, but we have to go into the next one, Jay, so we can keep and we'll do our questions at the end. We have to, <laughs> this is going to be – Queen of Four, thank you so much with Neha. This is going to be so good. Um, Jay, you. You, you have the next question. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> so – I want to know, um, how is the environment around us affecting our choices, in you guys' opinion? Uh, Neha, Queen, Queen of Food, I would like to know that. Neha. How, how is the environment, yeah. Neha, how is the environment around us affecting our choices, in your opinion? You guys' opinion. Sorry, can you repeat the question? How is the environment affecting our choices? Is that the question? Yes. Yes. How yeah, is the environment what? around yeah. us affecting our choices? You know what? I think I'll, I'll do the I'll other say, question. I'll respond to it. I uh, you know what, um, Queen of Fu and Neha, I think we should answer, ask the question. I'm sorry. Before that, mm-hmm. which will make more sense to this. With the onslaught of technology, we are getting away from connection with ourselves, our food, and others. How do we get back to that connection with mm-hmm. ourselves, with each other, and mm-hmm. with our food. So, um, you know, Neha, Queen of Four, please jump in with mm-hmm. the, even with each other on your right. thoughts. Well, I, I say that the environment is our food as well. So the, going, last night I went to a, 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 a very prominent actor's house, and he kept speaking about this is his place of refuge. And it's just like a lovely, a sweet home, but... Uh, but he was so speaking so deeply about this is this quiet space. He normally doesn't have people over since like a long time coming. So when we left out and I went downstairs, I looked over to my left. I said, wait a minute. It was dark. I said, is that, is that the ocean over there? Right down the block, a half a block down. I walked over to the ocean 
and I looked at the waves come in and out and the open sky. I said, oh, that's why he kept saying a sanctuary, his place of complete peace. It's not his apartment. It's his environment. And so I said, you mean that he can, I look at his, I look back, I said, look at his, he can walk downstairs every day, look out at the ocean and de-stress. Or look at the ocean, lay down on the sand, and be ready for his day. Just 10 minutes out there with the environment. Because, yes, we can do our inner work. We can meditate in our homes and uh, at our office spaces. But to be able to go to the environment is powerful. And even using a park. Um, I go to the park, and you sit there, and you write. You journal. You contemplate. It clears your mind to be around grass and trees and waterfalls. So if you're, like, bogged down, you have a lot of things you have to do, What's most important is that you keep calm and centered and that you're nourished by a healthy environment, a lack of oxygen, a lack of air, a lack of clean water, a lack of uh, 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 harmonic people around you. It's going to have a detrimental impact, you know, on your health and your well-being and your your ability to produce. Neha, please jump in here. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I fully agree. Um, I think spending some time with nature can be very rejuvenating for both the body and the mind. Uh, I feel these days we are so um, used to just being on our screens all the time. Whenever people have some time, they are either watching TV, playing games, or like doing social media on their phone that we completely miss out on this beautiful creation that's around us. I think going to the ocean, going for hikes, even going to a local park or maybe just standing in your backyard and watching the trees or birds, that can be extremely uh, rejuvenating and can clear your headspace. I personally prefer taking walks. Uh, we have a beautiful park near my work area, and I usually go for afternoon walks. It's also very helpful because all of us have desk jobs, and we sit pretty much eight, nine hours all day. And uh, we have just moved to a very sedentary lifestyle and just incorporating some walk and if that can and the, instead of walking in the gym on a treadmill if you can walk in nature then you're not only helping your body but you're also helping your mind uh, by all of that fresh air all of that connection with nature so that's one of the main ways of getting back to yourself another um suggestion would again be uh meditation um meditation can help you connect at a very deep level with yourself and uh, that connection can really change the way you look at yourself and your perception mm-hmm. of the world around you. Um, Jay, I know you had a question you wanted to ask both um, Queen Afua and Neha. Would you would you share that with us? Yes, and it, it, it's it's again about the environment, Gail. Um, it's how is the environment around us affecting our choices, in your opinion, both of you guys. Mm. Well, I feel you know, how okay. Go ahead, Queena. When I look at okay, beloved, you can go ahead too. All right, we're going to move together. When I look at uh, many of the ways that they uh, make the office spaces now, where you can't even open up the window, so when you come wow. in, you're really coming into a prison environment. So you you might be able to look out the glass, and sometimes the glass is smoke. So you can't even get the, a strong sunlight coming in through the window. So that type of um, treatment, that's a, that's a poor treatment to those who are working in that environment. And so they may come out during lunch break if they have the time because when people are so work overloaded, 
because they're living off of the machines that are in the in the you know they you know they come they, they merge around the machine and get a bar and get chips, and they grab a fast food or fast drink, and then they're in the prison state. So then they get out finally at the end of the day if they're not working overtime. So these closed environments. I would say I remember I worked at one of those uh, spaces of the collective the collective space, and you worked inside. You had a choice to be inside, but then they had a rooftop where you could be outside and get sun. And that's why I spend most of my time seeing my clients on a rooftop, getting sunlight and getting energized. So um, close it quarters. In Africa, most of the, all activity is done outside. They, they tell me that the time that they go inside is when they go into sleep. But other than that, the marketplace is outside. The preparing the food is outside. Sewing clothes, the sewing machine is outside. So the, the, the sky is the roof. And it's, it's in a natural environment all the time. So it's, it's ways of feeding the mental, emotional, and spiritual body. It keeps you into harmony. The more that you can be connected to nature, to, to, out, to the outer world. Not, but the inner world is important in terms of yourself being in the world of nature. So it's still to, to do a life in the world outside. The walking is, as our, our, my co-host here you mentioned of walking and being in an environment that supports us. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Queen Afua and uh, Neha, this is specifically for both of you. Um, just so both of you know, Neha is one of the guests, Queen Afua, with you. Yes. Okay. okay. So, and Jay, Jay, because I know that it's, it's it's a little confusing with the voices, and Jay is uh, Jay Logan and myself, Gail Davis, we are your co-hosts. Oh, so, thank you. So, um, I have a question for you guys that I know that both of you can really relate to. Queen of and Neha, how does food, breathing, and perception impact our relationships in life and the, and the lens we see ourselves and those relationships through? I'll see it again, say it again. How does food, breathing, and perception impact our relationships in life and the lens we see ourselves and those relationships through? Yeah, I want to say um, we are what we eat, and uh, someone who is very aggressive or someone who feels a lot of, like, intense emotions, usually if they go back to the diet, they'll see that food can cause, uh, and science has shown that food can cause spikes in different hormone levels based on the kind of food that we are eating, and I feel like our relationships is our day-to-day interaction with the people around us. And if our food is not balanced and if that is clouding our emotions and that is clouding our judgment, that can impact relationships in a negative way. Um, I also feel like when you talk about relationships, it's also your relationship with yourself. And you can notice this, like, if you eat a lot of, like, you know, heavy, greasy food, you feel tired and sluggish. And you're less likely to be creative or participate activities that someone else proposes at that time versus if you've eaten some fresh salad or fruit or smoothie you're going to be more energetic and more ready to go on an adventure if that happens to happen at that time so i feel like food is an integral part of how we behave and how uh, we react to others queen of food you know i cannot wait till you answer this question right you know i'm excited about you answering this question well, I, I feel very, this is very personal because I started this task when I was 16 years old, and I started because I could not breathe. I was like breathing from a straw. 
and I was a chronic asthmatic. And so at that point, I was eating all the fast food, the junk food, the fried foods, the meat, the dairy, all the things that create an asthmatic body. And I say asthmatic body because the body that is suffering from asthma is a closed body. And if you have a closed body because you cannot expand through the breath, then how you see life is from a closed place as well. So I was very much into eating toxic food. Now, what got me out to breathing and to breathe into making breath, the breathwork very integrated into the sacred woman pathway or man heal thyself is because I got my breath back. And I remember going on, I went on a three-day healing retreat, and I, 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 on that retreat, I changed my diet. I became a vegetarian, a vegan. I fasted on that retreat. I took my teas, and that in three days, the asthma was gone. I got my breath back. And from that point in, I remember going back home. I completely moved into a total vegetarian diet from a totally fast food toxic diet. And with that, I started to do breathing exercises. I took yoga. I took meditation. I'm a yoga teacher now. And from that, I've been having women do their breath work. Every time that we meet, we're increasing our breath. By the time they go through 12 weeks of healing as a woman and healing themselves for their family, they're up to, I call it the thousand lotus breaths, where they're in full breath. Because once you get to that full breath and you're breathing, your cells are breathing, your blood is breathing, your mind is breathing, your, your words are breathing, everything begins to come alive, then you are more productive, your thoughts are clearer, your, the, your attraction is healthier, people come to you on a higher level, um, you don't find yourself being vexed and angry. Everything is all connected. I call it a circle. So if you get your breath and you're eating the foods as well, that's in the circle. And then you, what you put out in the universe, what you bring back to yourself, how you look at life, how life looks at you, it's in the breath. To the point that I created a formula called the breath of life. And anyone takes that breath, that eucalyptus and peppermint, two or three drops, all of a sudden they say, oh, my gosh, and like they grab their chest and they say, I can breathe, yes, and there's nothing like being able to have the fullest breath, which most people are not aware that they're not even breathing fully. Wow. They're not living fully. You know, um, I, I just, Jay's going to kill me here because I want to jump in with this question to you and Neha. You know, Neha, you are a vegetarian or a vegan, and I know that uh, Queen of Fool, you ascribe to the same, and, you know, Jay and I have be- yeah. become vegans and vegetarians. Mm-hmm. The question I have for you is um, your your opinions on how we can foster better working conditions for ourselves in the arts, tech, and sports we've heard. You kind of answered that. But, you know, Neha and Queen of Fua, when you look at people like Michael Jackson, who was unhealthy when he died, when you look at people like Prince, who was unhealthy when he died, okay, when you look at women who have to take care of the family and they run so much and they're not taking care of themselves, okay? We have so much stress and whatever. Neha and Queen of Fool, what do you do when you've gotten to that point? You've had so much stress. The meditation's not working. The food isn't working. You just don't know what to do. What are some of the tools, okay? What are some of the tools that we can utilize to move ourselves forward in those moments? One thing so, is not for everyone. To answer your question. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Neha. Yeah. 
time. Sorry. It's, it's hard because I can't <laughs> see you. So uh, I heard your first statement, and I'm going to agree with that. But I also wanted to say that uh, if you find yourself at a point where meditation you think isn't working and you're trying to eat the right food, that's not working either, and you still find yourself stressed, one thing that helps me at that time is prayer. And um, I'm not very religious in any sense, but I just, uh, it, prayer is something that just happens spontaneously. It's like a cry for help from inside. And to whom you pray, it doesn't matter as long as your mind becomes prayerful or you come in a prayerful state. It's just a beautiful state of surrender. And I feel whenever that happens, then automatic, automatically, I am able to know what the next step should be, and I am able to pull myself out. One thing that has helped me immensely is my meditation teacher, Sri Sri Ravi Shankar. He's a global humanitarian. He's written a lot of books and has shared a lot about, uh, you know, how to handle your mind and how to handle negative emotions. Very often when I feel myself caught in this whirlwind of the mind, I seek refuge in his books or in his sermons. And that usually helps me come out of this state. I mean, if you look at it, most of the chaos is all created by our own mind. Uh, we spend hours, sometimes years, blaming someone for what they did, you know, 10 years ago. Just holding on to negative things, worrying about things that we can't control, and not letting go of the past and all the garbage that we should just let go of. So I think just reminding yourself of that can also be immensely powerful and can pull you out of anything. Queen of Four, please respond to that because I, I, I know I spoke, you. Yeah, I, and, and when uh, Meha spoke of surrender, I took a deep breath and I surrendered. I have such a busy schedule, I can't believe it. It's like, all right. Um, so one of the ways in which I I would encourage one is the way out is in, and that is because the way out is of pain, way out of distress, way out of confusion, and that is really going inside. A way, what are the ways to go inside? Mm. Yes, meditation, being still, just stop and be still. Um, the way out is through prayer, through affirmations, through journaling. You take time every day to start before you even begin your day is to do that practice the meditation, the affirmation, the journaling. One of the ways in which I do it to get myself going and I open and close my day with this every day, the last 30 years, I lay down flat and I put three pillows at the foot of the bed. Well, they're there no matter where. And I rest the legs, I would say rest your legs over those pillows. What happens, you're in an inversion. And that inversion is an ancient African pose for bringing the soul back to life. The blood comes down. The head is lower than the legs, so the legs are up. And then the blood comes down to the legs, down to your reproductive center, into your breast, heart, breathing in and out as the blood is coming in, flushing and clearing out the plaque around the heart, the chest, going up into the throat, clearing the throat out for greater communication, bringing up into the crown. As you're breathing, you're relaxing, you're inverted. That brings your soul to life. Ten minutes every morning before you put your feet on the ground. It, it recalibrates you. It redistributes. It organizes your thought. It harmonizes. It's the simplest exercise in the world, but it's most impactful. It reverses the aging process, 
It calms you. It moves you in a state of power. It removes the numbing and the shutting down of the body because of life being overwhelming. And as you close your day, you do the same thing. And that also returns you back to your center, back to where your power is, your power is within. And that constant reinforcement is what's going to be very helpful. Also to find a, um, a partner to, to take your journey with for healing. It could be a weekend partner. So let's start our cleansing on a Friday and close out on a Sunday. Let's, eat, let's increase greens every day, a green juice each day of those three days. That, let's increase a salad each day of those days. Let's do um, um, a morning uh, workout or stretch or yoga each day. Make your home a retreat. Make your home a wellness home. By doing that, every move you make in your home is actually fortifying you and nourishing you emotionally and mentally. Some are not at peace when they go to their home. They're, they're, they're bogged down with stress and all that. But if you make your home a wellness home from your kitchen as your healing laboratory, to your bathroom as your hydrotherapy where you take your healing bath and you de-stress in your healing bath, to your living room where you do your yoga practice and your, and your family counseling and talks to connect with your family, to your bedroom where you invert your leg. Your whole house now is a wellness center, so you're nourished every day that you come home or from leaving your home. Wow. Well, we have uh, two questions left for, for you both. Jay, I know you had a question about water. Yes, uh, hydration, healthy hydration. I would like to know what types of water and where and how can we use water to keep us healthy? Because I've heard you, you uh, Neha, and also Queen, I heard you guys talk about it earlier, how important the water is. Could you kind of talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, I think one thing that's really important, um, I usually always prefer to drink plain water. uh, And if you drink tap water, at least filter that water. One thing I very strongly recommend people is to avoid drinking cold water. Um, The body maintains a temperature of 98 degrees Fahrenheit. And when you pour ice cold water and ice cold drinks around it, it's very jarring. Uh, I also practice a little bit of Ayurveda, which is the ancient healing system from India. And uh, it's very helpful personally for me when I switch from drinking cold water to drinking lukewarm water. So it's not cold, it's not hot. It's, uh, I usually mix both of them. It's really easy to do at your workplace because most workplaces have like a hot water machine for tea. You can just fill up half of your water bottle with hot water and then mix cold water to make it lukewarm. This can really help in releasing a lot of toxins from the body naturally. Also feel at least drinking about two to three liters of water during the day is essential. Uh, I usually start my day by drinking about two full cups of warm water. Uh, That can really kickstart the whole detox process as soon as you get out of bed. And just making sure to hydrate yourself to the day is very important. I see a lot of people who are just drinking coffee all day and not drinking enough water. That's not really good for the body. Uh, I understand that if someone wants to drink one or two cups of coffee a day, but uh, that should not impact your um, intake of water at all is, is my personal take on it. Clean up more, please. Yes, we're we're, seven, we're 
75% water and 25, 30% mass to balance our water element out so we don't have edema or kidney failure or swelling or inflammation. We have to saturate our cells and tissues with water. So to do that, you would take at least six ounces of water in the morning, room temperature as presented, six ounces in the middle of the day, 60 ounces as the sun is going down, and 60 ounces before you go to sleep at night, and you would have hydrated your your cells and your tissues, which will keep you emotionally balanced, and and it will also keep your colon regulated. Many people are constipated, and cancer of the colon is the second highest form of cancer in the United States, and I'm sure throughout the world it's some of the same issues. And that's just a lack of water. By drinking the water room temperature, you loosen up that waste because if that waste stays in the colon, it backs up in the blood, high blood pressure, um, skin issues, emotional imbalances happen, so the water helps to flush and cleanse. Also, to take um, baths, if you are able to take a bath, to try to take a bath for the high-stress folks, you try to take two or three baths. Mostly I take a shower, jump in the shower, jump out. But if you go into that bath and you can soak for 15, 20 minutes, that's like going to, that's better than going to a psychiatrist. And by being in that tub, and you may put um, maybe a pound of Epsom salt or Dead Sea salt, or you might um, create your own inner spa and put a few drops of lotus oil um, or lavender or frankincense or myrrh or rose oil for the healing of the heart. When you come in that tub, you have resolved your issues. You know where you're going, what you're doing, and how to get there. And by soaking and clearing and drinking the water, and then after your bath, you take a shower. So that water inundation will help you to balance out your relationships. And when I do energy reading, I'll see uh, most people are dehydrated. And and the level of their dehydration is to the level of their challenged relationships. The relationships flow within the water. So if you're not getting enough water, if you're not soaking, if you're not releasing, and your circulation is out of alignment, you're going to have relationships that are spastic and challenging and overwhelming. So it, does, it, it correlates in terms of our water and life. Wow. Well, um, Queen of Four, we said we had one other question for you. We're going to bring our person on from India for both you and also uh, Neha, who's also from India and the U.S. too. Um, Neha, the question I have for you while we go to a break and we bring on our Indian counterpart is the question I have for you is, will you tell us really deeply what happens with, explain to our audience with Jay here, what happens with Kriya, with Kriya, the Sudashian Kriya, and, and explain what that is, Bastrika and, you know, all the types of breathing and meditation, because I think people think, especially on the Western side here, which you and Queen of Four are well acquainted with, this is not the case, but most people think, you know, meditation is you go into your head somewhere, your head space, they don't understand what it provides. So while I bring on our Indian counterpart, would you mind sharing uh, with the audience what Art of Living does and what those areas are and what they contain with Jay here. And uh, Queen of Four, when we come back with our Indian counterpart, we want to know from you about Planet Heal. Would you do us that favor of sharing that with us as we come back? Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, yes. Would you go on, Jay and, and uh, oh. Neha, and please go into that? Thank yes. you so much. Yes. 
So I want to, as Gail mentioned, talk a little bit about the Art of Living Foundation. Art of Living Foundation has been uh, in existence in the past 37, 38 years. Um, the founder, Sri Sri, has developed this program. Uh, it's called the Happiness Program. It's a really beautiful program which teaches breathing techniques and meditation and really gives some practical wisdom to live life, uh, you know, in in the full way that's possible. I want to touch a little bit about the Tradition Kriya, which is a beautiful practice that you learn in the happiness program. Uh, this is a breathing technique, and it's an immensely powerful technique because what it can do is it can really harmonize you at the level of your body, your mind, your breath, and even your memory, and all levels of your being. Uh, it can really release like deep trauma that's inside of you, a lot of healing happens during this program. A lot of people are able to move on or drop off a lot of issues that they have been carrying for a long time. And the best part about Sudarshan Kriya is that it can bring you to a very meditative state. It's perfect launch pad for meditation. Uh, so if you want more information, you can visit the website us.artofliving.org. Uh, us.artofliving.org. And you can find a happiness program that's happening near your city. You can take that program. It's only three days, uh, three hours each day. And within these three days, we'll learn how to practice the Sudarshan Kriya on your own at home. So at the end of the program, you get a take-home practice that you can practice on your own. And you can really move on in this journey, you know, uh, of exploring yourself and, you know, bringing yourself to the present. Uh, often people come and they say that, oh, I'm not sure if meditation is right for me. And I usually tell everybody that, Meditation is for everybody. Anytime you go through any event in life, it leaves some impression on your mind. And meditation is really helpful because it helps you move past those impressions and see things clearly, see things as they are. So the best way of improving your perception and improving your relationship with yourself and others around you is to learn how to meditate. <laughs> So I highly recommend the happiness program from Art of Living Foundation. As I said, you can find a workshop close to you. You can reach out to me if you have any questions about that, and I'll be happy to help. I, I have a quick question. I wanted to ask um, about uh, Kaya, and I wanted to know what does breathing do? So uh, the Kriya is a technique that uses different rhythms of breath. Uh, so usually people say that, oh, I already breathe. Why do I need to learn how to breathe? But, you know, as Queen <laughs> who also mentioned, we don't even breathe properly. You know, 90% of the toxins are released through the breath. But as humans, we only use about 30% of our lung capacity. Like most of us have all of this residual air in the lung, and we don't use all our full, three lobes fully when we inhale. So what the breathing does is it has a lot of, capacity to get rid of stress and negativity from the body. Breath is something that has been a really big powerhouse of energy that remains untapped. Um, if, you, if you notice, your breath changes with emotions. Each emotion has a corresponding rhythm of breath. And just knowing more and more the secrets of breath, you can really change your life. Wow. That's, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So we are back here, and we have Vinugopal 
Damarajan, and Queen Afua and Neha here. So Venu is a business and life coach who also deals with the inside out of, do, of doing work and business. And I think it's really powerful to have him here. He's worked with some of the Fortune 500 in India. Uh, he's worked with uh, major American people here and just everyday people. And so, you know, um, Venu, I'm going to get right into this with you because we have a limited time here with Neha and um, and Queen Afua here and and yourself. So the question I have for the three of you is we are in a state of technology overhaul. We talked about this at the beginning, okay? We've talked about the food. We've talked about the things that we all need to do. And, uh, Jay, please ch- chime in here. We are going into an unhealthy evolution within ourselves, you know, that no matter what we do in our homes and everything, as soon as we walk out the door, the energetic influences of what's on the outside kind of hits us in the face. We have, we are now at 4G on our phones. They are talking about 5G. They are literally taking down poles in our countries, our locales, so that the 5G can actually connect with us. But it is said to uh, cause psychological disturbances within animals and human beings. Renu, you work with people from a mental place, but also from a food place, okay? And Queen Afua and Neha are are kind of, you know, they are experts in this area. I would like them to hear your perspective on this question I've just asked about everyday productivity. They have already focused on the food, the water, the meditation, and even how we need to be more productive. But I'd love for them to hear from your perspective of how you deal with people from the inside out. Yeah, so what I, what I basically, as you said, Gail, is the inside out is basically connecting with the inner self, which is the real self. And it's something which is not visible to us. We all have been gifted with the inner power, but for some reason or other, for whatever happens outside, it becomes easy for us to internalize it because we have got habituated to internalizing stuff right from childhood. You know, it could be at the school, it could be at home, it could be at the social gatherings. So all those internalizing, what I'm talking about is people put us onto, uh, onto us into some kind of a fear. You know, threatened us. Okay, so incidents kept on happening in our life right from childhood, which kind of knowingly and unknowingly we got into internalizing it, and uh, and they all have uh, stayed inside us as a memory. And another important thing that we kind of not followed it uh, as a as a practice is uh, releasing them on a daily basis. Like this is what happened. Like body as a natural way of releasing toxic stuff but incidences which go into a mental state has also need to be released and that release happens by communicating the same experiences that you had for the day to someone who's actually in a place to actually take it from you so one of the things i have been doing with people is allowing them to speak out their experiences for the day Okay, and that has helped them into kind of get into a new experiences, which is what is available for everybody on each day. Wow. 
um, you know, I for you know for the next uh, two minutes, um, Queen of Four, I'd love for you to speak into this, especially from the place of Planet Heal. Um, the power to heal is inside, so it's all about the inner place and, and the connectivity. This book, Planet Heal, is about connecting. And the name of the book, Planet Heal, has a question that comes with it. And the book came out. It's now been three weeks. We're going to have an official launching in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, over this weekend. And the question is, what would you do to heal planet Earth? And so I gathered over um, the last five years 76 healers. And this is a planet Hill's a landmark work in the field of holistic health and healing art. It traces its origins back to a 24-hour global fast teleconference that brought 50 healers together in each session since 2013. This work features a diverse collection of essays from healers with 10 to 40 years of experience, each one. Um, the, inter- the, the connectivity comes when not one person has the answers, but collectively we have everything we need. So we have in this book um, writers, medical doctors, herbalists, urban farmers, naturopaths, breathologists, vegan chefs, community activists, wealth builders, motivational speakers, metaphysicians, life coaches, um, midwives, crystal healers, Reiki practitioners, and that that ability to bring and to collect us and bring us together empowers us all. And these healers all come to some of many of the same conclusions that the power is within, going back to nature to heal ourselves, um, doing movement that helps to release stress, uh, working in a way that expresses who you really are, and speaking out. Because even many of these healers, when I went to them, they were very shy about writing their vision, what they've been doing. But the writing allows the world to connect, and in their 40 years, we get all a chance to heal. As a as a one unified planet, they need healing on every level. Our water needs to be clean. Our air needs to be clean. We, this radiation poisoning that you're speaking of is so detrimental to the babies. The mothers are putting cell phones on their bodies. Children are, are using excuse me their their phones to communicate at five years old. They're using phones to look at their television, and they're like radiation poisoning. The Wi-Fi that's in the building. So if we don't go to nature. We won't even be. I have technology without this people. Wow. Thank you so much. Well, I wanted to thank all of you for being on. Jay, I know you had one last question that I know we didn't have in there, but you wanted to ask Queen Afua and Neha and Venu before you left. Yes, real quickly, you guys, I hear you talking about plants and green plants. What are the benefits of these, and why would we want to eat these plants? Could you guys kind of go into that, each one of you guys? Before you go, thank you. Mm-hmm. Neha? Well, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Queen of Four, please. Um, my base, I, I would be classified, like they have vegetarians, vegans, I would be classified with my son's pointing, a chlorophyllion. And so... I focus on taking in green. Greens, uh, the benefit of greens is it helps to de-stress you. It increases your vitality, your energy. It regenerates your tissues and cells. It prevents cancer cells from festering. 
it cleans it boosts up your will boost up your immune system. Enough green will allow your your bones to knit. So if you have arthritis, aches and pains, and when you're taking the green, you're really taking liquid sunlight. And by taking liquid sunlight, you revitalize, you rebuild, you 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 have a glow in your movement, in your thoughts, in your exchange of communication. Everything is is sunlight within you. So, Queen of Four, I. I have to ask you this. This is great, and it's amazing, Neha and Queen of War, but what about those communities that cannot afford that? That's we the question I have. The we must give seeds. <laughs> it's, it's, it's inexpensive to grow food. It's expensive to um, ship the food and to move the food, but if we can have seed banks or we can send seeds where there's soil, and their seeds, their food. Got it. Well, we thank you so much. Thank you for your time. And Neha, would you give your last words as well to this question? Yeah, I just just wanted to say that vegetarianism is the healthy way to go, and there is tons and tons of scientific research on this topic. If you go to the PubMed or NIH, you can see that a lot of scientists support vegetarian diet. Uh, I work at a major cancer center, and when people get the diagnosis of cancer, one of the main food choices they're asked to make is uh, go towards more plant-based diet. So that is the right way to go. And uh, I want to address the cost part. I don't think it's really expensive to be vegetarian. It's just spending the same amount of money on animal products. You just have to be judicious and try buy local foods. Even if you're not able to buy organic in the beginning, at least moving to a plant-based diet can do wonders for your body. So that's all I wanted to say. And I want to thank you, Gail, for this opportunity. And thank you uh, to all the speakers as well. Thank you so much. And Vinu, uh, what is your last words on this? Yeah, so what I think is, uh, uh, Gail, uh, regarding the green is basically about the vibrations. And with regard to the non-veg, there are certain vibrations probably we are taking in from those animals. So that's probably my take on this. So hmm. there is a certain vibration which is natural that's coming from the green vegetables. Well, I know some of you have to hang up and I wow. thank you, but I will say, say something that Queen of Fuwa taught me 20 years ago. And I must give her credit to this. She told us when she taught us that when, when how an animal is killed is the vibration in which it goes into the body. I will never forget that. She taught us that we also, when we have our vegetables and our fruits, that we do not mix certain vegetables and certain fruits together. She taught us the difference between alkaline fruits and vegetables versus non-alkaline fruits and vegetables. So I really ask that you all go to theartofliving.org. You will see teacher Neha Jain. We will give you the information for Vanugal Paul Daharajan, and I hope that they will come back because there's just not enough time to speak about this. And please go see Queen Afua at Q-U-E-E-N-A. F-U-A dot com. But I had to end on that point because, Venu, you did share that. You shared that with us. And, and Queen of Fua taught me that 21 years ago. And to her, I will forever be grateful. Thank you. Thank you. So as thank we say, namaste, thank you all. Uh, namaste and ashe to all. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Have a good day.
a great wellness day. Bye. So thanks. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.